the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer. 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Toll free outside of San Antonio, 866-308-8867, the number to give us a call. It's a beautiful day here at Millburgers. Lots of clouds in the sky, so it's overcast, which means it's not too bright and uncomfortable. There's a breeze. I see the flag, the flag blowing, and... Uh, also, the temperature is low today, so uh, it's a nice day to get out here, as uh, witnessed by so many folks that are out here uh, shopping today and doing some... Uh... Oh, are we on the air? We're on the air. How about that? Yeah, we got to get Trace to come visit with us, because I don't know if David's seminar next week is full or not. So we'll have I think people ought to sneak in early. That always makes I, I just can't imagine if they show up that <laughs> they would get tossed out. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder who escorts them to the exit if they show up without an appointment. Well, let's see. Who's <laughs> or, who's ornery enough to do that? I don't know. Trace, uh, David. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen David turn away an audience. Uh, no, yeah. Know. Yeah, he's been with the extension the, service yeah. too long. <laughs> he's, we, he's, we, we covered every... Uh, yeah. You get paid by the... Uh, he even counts counts extension service like we do, you know. <laughs> yeah, so we'll like find out more about that in a minute. Ninety people, yeah. 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 Mm. Well, I have. Uh, that's, then that's when you got the special glasses that see double. <laughs> uh, I think there was about nine. <laughs> well, and I always got a kick out of it because as as the days progressed, the count went up and up and up and up. Oh, oh is that yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I used to, you know they they used to make us uh, uh, tell what nationality or uh, ethnic group. group. Oh, really? Uh, ethnic group, yeah. And I filling out that form, being kind of facetious. <laughs> oh, great! Would put which is I'm sure they wanted that Hawaiian. They had a, a yeah, that was a, that's a category, and uh, Indian. Okay, again, another category. Not Indian, but American Indian. Oh, American Indian, okay. <laughs> and so I would always check those. And uh, knowing that nobody looked at them. Okay. Yeah, are you sure nobody looked at them? Yeah. Uh, and then they did a uh, um, uh, deal of uh, a uh, survey yeah. of a bear county. Found it. Found my, that uh-huh. I was the only one. 
that was acknowledging our Indian population. Did, the, did you win an award for that? No, or the, no. They reamed the rest of the well, he, <laughs> the rest of the rest of and, the, and he grew up in Florida. Tennessee. He probably had not seen an American Indian. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. the Cherokees were over there everywhere. Well, yeah, Cherokees were oh, everywhere. Yeah, they're big time. All yeah. right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Yeah, I want to correct a mistake that I made yesterday. Oh, no. And uh, we were talking about Tom Harris and the memorial that he had, uh-huh. which I thought it was last Friday for some reason. Well. Tenth. Yeah, the 10th. But uh, then... Uh, Calvin was questioning everybody, and so I got out this printout that I made of the announcement, and come to find out, it's Sunday, October 10th. Oh, okay. From 2 to 4.30 p.m. Yeah, 2 to 4.30 p.m. And I I got the date right, just the wrong month. Yeah. I was trying. That's good. I I got 90%, 85% of it. So it's next Sunday, no. October the 10th. No. It's not next a Sunday. Month, uh, a month a month from now. Uh, I'm all, I almost screwed up again, didn't I? Yes. Uh, <laughs> anyway, it's October the 10th, Sunday, uh, from 2 to 4.30 p.m. And it's going to be at the San Antonio Garden Center, 3310 North New Braunfels in San Antonio. And... Uh, it's hosted by the Garden Volunteers of South Texas, which Tom, uh, mm-hmm. big was, part of that, was the original. Uh, I think he might have been the original president, <laughs> and uh, and uh, <laughs> uh, he was he was up. Let's see. We had, we, I remember there were <laughs> there are four or five of them that came. Oh, uh, Ann. Yeah. <laughs> Tom. Yeah. It came to when I, I was there at Saws. Okay. Oh, and, and uh, solicited for the uh, creation of it. Talked about them. Yeah, and they uh, they had the original meeting at Tom's house to formulate okay. the GVST. So he had a big part in that. He was also uh, one of my volunteers, and he was. I mentioned yesterday that. Uh, he lived out in a pretty rocky area uh, northwest. And <laughs> didn't Tom live in Hollywood Park? Huh? Did Tom live in Hollywood Park? No. No. I guess that's uh, far or something. Yeah, me. that's far. But uh, <laughs> we would, of course, we always gave the uh, volunteers any plants they wanted. Right. That was it's all I think. But Paul, I mean, <laughs> uh, Tom. Tom was the only one. That would not take big plants because he had to dig a big, big hole. Yeah, I don't blame him. <laughs> so he had to. We had to give him, even if we put the plant, the special plants in larger containers, uh, we had to put him one in a gallon or less container. Oh, Tom. Tom <laughs> also was uh, started out as one of the master gardeners. Oh yeah, big and one. he did a did a publication. Yeah. That uh, one of those towns, uh, was it Bernie? 
far away as <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, yeah. He used to uh, be the Hill Country For Gardener. Y- yeah, years and years he did it, yeah. <laughs> and he wrote a, he did a re- really nice publication on the uh, drip irrigation. Yeah, and he did a, he and uh, his partner there, Ron. Ron C- Sayhill. Yeah, they worked closely together. They lived out there close together. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think Tom was a past president of the Master Garden. Oh, yeah. American County Master Garden. You remember he uh, <laughs> he got so upset at one of the meetings <laughs> that uh, he had a heart attack. Yeah. And so when we formed the GBST, part of our ruling was... You had to have a beating heart before we would let you join the GVST. Which he had by then. So. Well, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, he went through, Jerry teases about the uh, health, but he went through three or four cl- close calls. Oh, yeah. Where we would uh, we would hear, oh, no, Tom's hospitalized. Yeah. And, and then we'd say, oh, this sounds like this will be it. But then he'd come. He'd yeah. go. You'd go to the next uh, GVST meeting, and there he would be, giving a presentation <laughs> or uh, sharpening, sharpening tools. tools. Yeah, or, yeah. He uh, he also sometimes he wouldn't uh, follow our lead, so to speak. Is that right? Because he like when we were doing the rose search for the yellow rose, he liked the one. Called Seguin. Yeah, it's fragrant. But yeah, it's fragrant, but we couldn't really. You could it. tell that one, yeah. Was, and, it frag- and, and it was it fragrant that you could actually smell? Yes, I could actually smell it. I had one, and then mine died. My, my grandma's yellow stayed alive. I think that was about the <laughs> that time was you the decided. Yeah, <laughs> we took. I don't think I was the only one that had it die on. But uh, Paul, uh, <laughs> Tom, Tom would. Uh, Ask about that every year. You gonna have any more of that again? I said, "Shut up, Tom. No." He said, "Mine's doing great. Mine's really no, was this really? Send me pictures." Oh, so he he had the last uh, Seguin that I, I think ever mine mine bit the dust about the same time that Paxton called in or something and was like, "Yeah, something's wrong with my Seguin." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Looked great until yesterday. Oh, we need. All we needed to, to eliminate it was the fact that it wouldn't root readily and that it didn't seem to have a long lifespan. Yeah. All right. But Tom wouldn't give up on it. No. So that's coming up on the 10th. Is that? That's I, October is that, is that, the 10th. Uh, October. Well, yeah, we're past September the 10th. 2 to 4.30. Is that uh, open to, to the leave. public or is that a... Uh, I think that's open to the public. Uh, you need we'll to be, open you, it. We'll you, open it. You, to you need to make sure. No. What? No. If the family was just a private thing. No, then. no, it's not a family. Oh, okay. Um, we sent out an email. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. It's hard to... Tom was so active in the uh, volunteer... The gardening volunteer effort in the, and oh, it's yeah. so important to it in the San Antonio area. It's hard to believe he had a he had a uh, real a long and rewarding career in the uh, education field. Yeah, he, he used to teach classes over at uh, Elmo. Elmo High, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and he was yeah, a uh, administrator yeah. and yeah, and he graduated from. One of the best universities in the, in the United States. 
Kansas State. Oh, is that right? He and I were there at the same time. I didn't is know. There, is, didn't that, know? is there still a university there? Yeah. 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 <laughs> he, after, they, after he and Tom left, they were just like, what's the point? Let's just, <laughs> let's just shut her down. He used, he used to kid me about uh, that he had heard rumors that somebody had written their thesis, or, no, their dissertation on toilet paper. And he had the idea that that was me. Oh, but I, I said no. I use toilet paper, but you I don't. Yeah, you don't waste a single thesis on it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, even the festival, we're gonna miss him. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven toll free. It's eight six six three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. We need to get Doc Severinsen on the show. Uh-oh. What's he doing? 93-year-old gardener, great health, enjoys gardening, uh, can do a, a plank for like over a minute. The uh, You cool. know what a plank is? Oh. It's like a standing-up push-up. where you're, you know, It's a push-up <laughs> where you just stay up for over a minute. And, uh, you know, so the gardener seemed to... Something about gardening that, that, that keeps just you going. Won't go away, right? Keeps you around for a while, yeah. <laughs> You want me to call him up and see what his secret is? No, I was just thinking of uh, garden gardeners around forever. Um, but I suspect if you uh, went to a big garden, um, you'd find some garden gardeners' bodies, wouldn't you? Or would that would be a, a big garden? What? That's I was uh, not sure where you gathered your information on, oh, on Doc Severinsen. But actually, actually, no, actually gardening I mean, exercises is, is a wonderful exercise regime and uh, contributes to real healthy living. That was one of the always one of the justifications for uh, promoting gardening and helping uh, youngsters get involved in it, and not only improve their schools, uh, their participation and their performance in school it really ended up uh, time and time again in research projects yeah that's that, it's, i don't doubt it yeah it was just uh, i guess if you if you discover you can have a role in manipulating is probably not a good but uh, <laughs> managing uh, yeah man, or uh, working within mm-hmm. nature then it gives you a little more feeling of being a strong part of uh, part of it too, and uh, yeah. So it was a it's a pretty positive experience. All, all of us that have been in uh, horticulture education all these years, I think, yeah, I accept a, that. <laughs> I got a kind of a sad note from uh, Jack Hoover. Oh no! You know the one that packages all yeah. our lettuce seed. Used to, and, and Used I, I, I yeah. But uh, he moved out of town, moved up into the hill country. So he wouldn't have to do that anymore. Well, maybe, I think his wife may. But she didn't like him staying up to 2 and 3 o'clock in the morning packaging lettuce. Yeah, it seems like you could. Uh, there would be something better you could do at 2 or 3 in the morning. <laughs> Not Jack. When he got when he started when he started he never quit he wouldn't quit till it was over. Oh, and he he did a wonderful job. Oh yeah, and uh, we would it would just be amazing because we would <laughs> we'd make a commitment to some event. Yeah, 
like today. <laughs> oh, and they're, well, I'm so, sorry, we'll do our best to get you some seed, but there's just no way we can drink enough seed yeah. available for their whole attendance. <laughs> then Jack would come, come <laughs> wheeling in there <laughs> in the morning, and uh, he'd have all that seed for <laughs> Packaged up, and, I, and he bought the packages. He yeah, bought, he, oh, my goodness, yeah, wow. He bought all the packages and uh, brought the deal to stamp them with with the information on the package, uh, plus packaging. All, all we did was uh, collect the seed heads and uh, get them cleaned at uh, Wild Seed. And, hi- and we hid hidden to, at the events until he, he showed up with the, the seeds that we had committed yeah, to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And especially when the, we said Calvin would have the seed. Yeah, that was always. Uh, <laughs> sometimes I didn't know you guys said that until I. And Calvin would have to run and hide, especially when Steve uh, Steve uh, mentioned it on TV. <laughs> Steve Brown. Uh, <laughs> so those were the fun days. But anyway, I think Jack has started drinking again, according to the seed. I don't man. remember he ever He, he never did. But he must have started drinking, I guess. <laughs> that sounds pretty good to me, too. Yeah. I, might, I, I might start drinking he with wrote, him. wrote me on Thursday, last Thursday, said, I was trying to make some candied pickled jalapeno peppers. Woo! Man. Then I had an interesting thought. Uh-oh. After several drinks, he had He didn't add that. Stop that. I, I did add. Uh-huh. But wait till you hear what he said. What? Do you remember the poem about Peter Pepper? Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled yeah. peppers? It goes like Peter Pepper. Peter, <laughs> Peter Piper. Piper picked a peck, peck of pickled pepper. Mm-hmm. If Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers, how many peppers did Peter Piper pick? Mm-hmm. A peck. <laughs> and who knows what a peck is? Uh, but he said pickled peppers. See, he was pickling peppers. Oh, yeah. speaking of pe- uh, pickled peppers. <laughs> being, no respect, and Mark. Then, and then he says, being old and being an Aggie, I realize I'm a little slow. So as a gardener, I have a few questions before the big question. How much is a peck? What type of pepper plant has pickled peppers? And what size are pickled peppers? How what is a peck, Mark? Is that three hundred and seventy-two? Third of a bushel, isn't it? <laughs> what? A third of a bushel. <laughs> while while I can understand that there have been pepper pickers. One peck is two point three gallons. Okay. Who picked peppers to be pickled? Mm-hmm. I wonder if there have ever been close. pickled. <laughs> been pepper picker pickles <laughs> who pickled who picked pickled peppers. Now, how far are we going to let him go? On I this? don't know. He's suffering for this. Jack stuff here. Uh-huh. Or were the people <laughs> peering at the pickled peppers? Uh huh. Just pickled pepper at, pickers. P- yeah, pickled. At, I can even guess. <laughs> in your blood. pickled peppers. Planning on pickling peppers. Uh. You don't think he was drinking? No, I think he's. I think he's just tried to. He wanted, knew you'd read that on the air. <laughs> I think he's laughing now. Uh, so the big question is: Do pepper pickles pickers mm-hmm. pick 
pickled peppers. How much? Uh, were how pe- much of the show pickled, do we have left? Pickling <laughs> at <laughs> at pickled peppers, pickled persons peering at pickled peppers, planning on pickling peppers. On that note, we're going to take a break, and while we Wait, do, there's more. No, no, no. Well, I don't think. Well, I think. let him finish it. We, and okay, you finish, just finish it off. Finish it know. quickly now. No, 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 no. The whole point is to read it. Want <laughs> the comment was want to try saying that three times very fast. No, I can't even say it one time. time. Very slow. Obviously, no response is expected to the question. Oh, good. I, I, good he, for Jack. There's no doubt he was right. I don't think so. I think he was. I think he was. <laughs> Picking on a Parsons. He was picking on pickled Parsons. Oh, wait a minute. All right. We're going to take a break and come back in a moment. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM. The Answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Hey, if you've got uh, pickled pests, if, you're, if, you're, if you've got a peck of pests, Spider-Man Pest Control uh, can help you get rid of those from, uh, I need, uh, I was trying to think of what are, what are some pests that begin with P? Porcupines, um, roaches don't begin with P. Anyway, I'll, I'll stop. All right, uh, Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control can help you out. Uh, they've been doing this since 1976, and that's important because, uh, you know, you hear that a lot. You know, there's so-and-so is such-and-such business for opening this much, and you're like, okay, yeah, that's great. But in this particular case, uh, Warren Remy and Spider-Man Pest Control are uh, considered one of the experts in San Antonio such that even new uh, Folks, uh, call them, ask them questions, and kind of they're kind of the, the mentor of others. So you can give them a call and learn more uh, about having them help you. Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control, GoSpiderManPest.com, GoSpiderManPest.com, or call them at 210-656-3721, 210-656-3721. All righty. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. It was, it was, yeah. Sorry about that, Al. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. Two one zero. I was a little. I was. I was overdriving it a little bit. Oh, okay. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Yeah, he was. He was. Uh, he was also commenting that I needed to stop doing my alliteration with peas. Um, <laughs> all right, Mark Peterson. Hi there, Peter. Peterson. Yeah, I know, Peter. I, I've spent my life doing alliteration of peas. Did you? Have you? Yes. Quite frequently. Well, What's alliteration? I mean, about oh, that's where you repeat the, the yeah. consonant. So, so if you... Exactly. So if he had Peterson's pickled pepper... No, Peterson's pickled pepper poller, then that would be alliteration because you're using peas across the board. Which he doesn't anymore, I, I since he sold anymore, it for right? a pretty price. Yes. <laughs> wow. People are going, yeah, you know, I used to enjoy the show. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I used to understand the show, yeah. Well, you Hi, notice, Mark. You notice I haven't been around for a while. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, did we? Yeah, did we I did him? the Rona. I didn't know. Oh, no. I had the Rona. 
And uh, you had what? you had what? I had the COVID, the oh, Rona. I no. had the Rona. Did you have your? I had uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Calvin. Calvin puts his mask on. Uh, no, I had shots already, and it was only a weekend of uh, misery. But then I had fourteen to seventeen days of of quarantine. Oh, okay. Uh, sentencing. I got out for good behavior, but. Wait a minute! That doesn't sound like you. <laughs> no, I you did. did. Mark, I, I, sort of, I, I sort of did. <laughs> Anyway, uh, why do you think? Uh, why do you think you? Uh, oh, I kind of like. Are you I'm pretty sure I know who gave it to me. But Did you were you kissing? No. Oh, oh. No. let's let's. But, 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 can we but can, can we move on is, to plants? I didn't read my <laughs> protocols at Saws. I went into the office feeling and then they, I had taken a, a rapid test and they sent it to me and I'm already in the office and. I see my protocols going, don't come into the office until you receive your results. Okay. And I'm sitting in the office on my computer opening up my results. <laughs> so all right. Everybody had to go home. Everybody That's, had to take a test. Uh, it was like, all right. I feel bad. So, but it's nice but that it's we have right. They kicked him out of the office, and here he is. Yeah. Office. There you go. Yeah. No, no, no. I've had my t- 20 days now. Good. Uh, okay. Uh, and I've had all my tests. All right. All good. my shots. All my heartworm shots and everything. All right. Good. Well, uh, nice so anyway, I, said, I saw this a couple weeks ago that the newspaper had been playing around with some of Calvin's articles. A couple weeks ago, he said it had new gold Esperanza in the newspaper, and they repeated it over and over again. I didn't. I didn't read. And uh, I know. I know he would never do that. So well, it's new gold Lantana. I could have. Thank you, sir. There you go. It's gold star Esperanza and new gold Lantana. Well, and they did. uh, What what was that thing we were? And then yesterday, this was the lead up. So so then they called uh, Mexican honeysuckle firecracker bush. Yeah. Which I, I mean, yeah, you, yeah. You, common names can be everywhere. But uh, yeah, I've R- never heard Roselia that. Roselia is a firecracker fern or plant, and there's a firecracker plant. Another one, I forget what, but it's never been Mexican honeysuckle. But, <laughs> but it's hey, oh. you, you like you like your editors to be uh, to be involved, and but you you uh, there's a happy medium in there where you where you gotta have. If they're going to change something or they want to change something, they should confer with the author for sure and say this is this is why they're going to do it. And, uh, so, oh. but well, I know Jerry, Jerry and I and uh, well, Mark, you you have yeah. had to face this too through the years of doing. You've been doing the that years of common. Yeah, you know, people would say one common name, and you go, what? What? <laughs> uh, yeah, you'd never hear about it. And there was when we were creating our our, our webpage, GardenStyleSanAntonio dot com. There was a lots of discussion between uh, some of the staff uh, on common names, and sometimes we put the binomial on the the page, and sometimes we did not. Uh, but the, but I said I would like to have. Three common names, so people could search by them. Uh, but let's not try to put every common name out there. 
because there's a lot uh, there's a lot of common names, and then there's the Spanish common name. Yeah, and that's well, that's the one of the best. Hey, we got a oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, okay. but, uh, but we have a question coming up on the phone. So whenever. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll just wrap it up. I said, I was "Hi, everyone." I mentioned uh, milkweed is one of the best examples because uh, we, for a while there, we had to we had to go through and kind of check the list to make sure we were all talking about the same milk milkweed. You know, butterfly mm-hmm. weed and tropical butterfly weed, and it uh, can get pretty confusing. What's right. okay? Go ahead, Milton. Thank you for your patience. No, it's okay. I just want to get Richard on the line. Richard is on the line with a, a question. Hey, Richard, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Not too bad. I was reading on page three the vegetable choices for fall, and mm-hmm. the question is, is this via seeds or transplants? That's, uh, well... You're talking about the newsletter? Yes. That's uh, yeah. the... Uh, he read what, what, page three what, of your newsletter. Yeah, right. well, we, uh, well, they're techni- technically they could be, but but we generally in my columns we we generally say the the cabbage related are transplants. Now there's some that could be trans, you know, mustard and uh, oh, some of the greens work either way transplants but uh, most most of the you know the carrots radishes rutabagas turnips turnips could be both ways because you 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 quite often get turnips the foliage turnips yeah. but they're so easy to grow from seed too yeah and, and rutabagas yeah you can find good transplants of those do you do you get a transplant Go to go to plantanswers.com and look at one of Jerry's or my articles on the winter vegetables and my mo- most of the recent articles we I tried to make it clear which which we recommend. Yeah, when we put put the original deal together, it was from seed, but at the bottom of that listing we had transplant. And then if you look 20 years ago, uh oh. We we would have we had more seed than we do now, but yeah, but tra- tra- transplants are getting easier and easier to use. But okay, it, works for me then. Thank you much. Thank you, Richard. This article must have been right because it says a fall garden often produces better quality and higher yielding vegetables than a spring summer garden. Cooler weather means a longer harvest period for many vegetables. And you know who that was written by? Mm-mm. Calvin? Dr. Jerry Parsons. Oh, wait, well. wait for it. Celebrity horticulture. Is that really what it says? There you go. Would I make something like that up? He's named that for a tomato? <laughs> wow. What do you like? Man, who knew? <laughs> Speaking of rutabagas and vermes, uh, uh, tur- uh, turnips. Thank you, Richard. Sorry. Um, you know that those recipes yesterday that were described are, mm-hmm. are good, but that's not how we grew up. But um, they were th- thin sliced with lots of butter, and well, kind of cooked for a long time. The the rutabagas for a little bit, but 
but since life store, or they were longitudinal, sir. Yeah. But that to put down the garbage disposal. <laughs> but served with with uh, green onions and lots of butter. Well, that's how I grew up with. Yeah, we did. Uh, that's a basically all we did was boil and yeah. butter for the turnips and for uh, uh, rutabagas. But then on the greens, I was a little more inclined. On greens, a little little bacon grease got in there, and some. Um, it was an accident. Lots of onion. Lots, lots of onions. But, uh, but yes, let us sing praises for root vegetables. All root vegetables. Yeah, you know, I got, I've got to uh, issue an apology. Again, because yeah, but sometimes his apologies. Can we just get a, a, Some, a, a list? Sometimes he seems to have backhanded apologies. <laughs> yeah, but I never really felt sorry for Yankees. You know, uh, from the uh, north, mm-hmm. the the insurrections people. Uh, but uh, hearing them, these two northern people. Talk about having to eat rutabagas. I should I should be more kind. But the difference there is, of course, we never had to eat rutabaga. We just treasured the opportunity yeah. to eat rutabaga. <laughs> yeah, your mama made you eat them. Started. I bet they fed rutabagas to you as a baby. Now you know my you know my, very well. You knew my mother. My, <laughs> yeah. my mother never made me do anything. She's about this tall. <laughs> Oh, I know. I take that back because uh, she got mad at Jerry a few times. <laughs> Mainly for your fault. Your so fault. he says. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. And toll free, it's 866-308-8867. Mark's what? 8867. I got to take a quick break, and we'll okay. come back in a second. 210-308-8867. As back long as we got Mark here, let's see if we can get a quick report from him on the tree situation, too. Okay, back in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Garden in South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. A quick deck and patio care by Barry Hagendorf. Barry has been doing this, helping people in San Antonio and actually throughout Central Texas uh, maintain, improve, keep their deck looking great. So if you've got a deck, pebble stone, driveway, if you've got a fence that needs help, Barry can help you with all that. And it's amazing how much he knows. Barry is considered really one of the national experts on this stuff. He's studied it, uh, and he's easy to work with. Great guy. Loves his easy as he. Barry has found his calling in uh, doing this stuff. Uh, so uh, give him a call, 210-822-9147, or go to deckandpatiocare.com, deckandpatiocare.com, and you can see the examples of this stuff and uh, how when Barry says it really can look new again, it absolutely can. He'll show you on his website, 210-308, and that's our number, 210-308-8867, <laughs> but his number is 210-822-9147, 210-822-9147. Or deckandpatiocare.com. Did you ever ask him about my question about can he paint one side of a privacy fence? 
Can we paint one side? Yeah. You mean seal one side? No. Just just paint it or, or seal it or whatever you do to make it look like new. Oh, I don't know. I forgot to ask. In other words, we want to paint our side, the one that put the fence up, but we don't necessarily want to make the neighbor's side look beautiful. I see. Can we... Before yes, Mark, ahead, get, get Mark is uh, jiggling, jiggling and dancing around here. I don't want to leave. <laughs> um, I want to kind of get, get Mark's input. We, our neighborhood is like a lot, a lot of, like a lot of neighborhoods. There's a lot of uh, activity in terms of selling homes and improving homes. And one of the things that are, they've been doing is uh, pruning oak trees. And, of course, the minute you start doing that, people start cutting corners. So the net result was there were some big oak branches that were cut off, and they were not they were not sealed. I mean, they were not painted. And so we raised, some of the neighbors raised heck and, you know, uh, summarized the, the chances we were taking. And the person who was doing the work said well it's been 95 degrees out there and so there were those uh, organisms that are not active and I don't know I, I, I kind of suspect that it's still, the law in San Antonio is still has to be followed there but the but that, that argument kind of through me because that is one of the arguments we use if it's real hot you're yeah. relatively yeah, safe and, and uh, so the answer would be yes 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 for both. everything both no, so uh, over 95 the fungus actually dies at 95 degrees or yeah, 93 is actually what it is so he is correct if there is if it's over if the ambient air temperature is over 90 uh, extremely unlike extremely unlikely that there is any transmittable oakwood fungus out there however however uh, the law does not change with regards to seasonality or temperature so you must paint all fresh wounds within 30 minutes with an appropriate product. Uh, uh, and uh, it's like yes to both. So you do it. Do you, do you year round or, or, is there, or is there a calendar re- requirement? Uh, uh, there is not. It's very difficult to do Texas uh, a calendar requirement in Texas with regards to the weather. It gets hot and cold here, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh-huh. Um, so uh, when we write an ordinance, we have to make it uh, ap- applicable and easy. And so that's why the painting comes in. Painting is 100% protective uh, of, of preventing the disease. And uh, so that's the easiest thing to do. Now, some of the cities have, like, double layered. uh, So some of them say you can't prune during this period of time. And it's seasonal, and it's Mm -hmm. based on the temperature and when the insects are active. Uh, But it's it's pretty easy. If everyone uh, abides by the painting rule... We would greatly diminish, if not eliminate, all 
COVID. I mean, uh, oh, quilt. Cool. <laughs> Does it get COVID, too? No, it does not get COVID. That was just me. <laughs> COVID. Oh, thank you. That's, uh... But, but, but yeah, so the, uh, the, the, there is a heat element in it, and that's why we go coldest time of the year. So this is Hottest time of the year. Yeah, so this is a relatively safe time, technically, but in terms of the ordinance, uh, yeah, in terms of the ordinance, it would be even better to um, to paint, or it requires the paint to prevent it. Thank you. Yeah. We we always mention to people because a lot of people don't know what oaks look like. What oaks. oh, and I believe we had uh, something that Neil talked about over over the weekend <laughs> in one of the articles. Some a, a, a reader was questioning lacy oak. Yeah. And it was actually chinkapin oak, and it was obviously chinkapin oak. Yeah. But you're all right. They can't. They don't know the difference. Yeah. So they don't know the difference. So it's a good thing to paint everything. Paint well, everything. Anyway, yeah. That's what we did. All we cuts. ran across that and debated it. Yeah. And all we said, cuts. well, paint everything. Yeah. The CPS mm-hmm. a few years ago, Jerry and I mm-hmm. were talking about this. They, <laughs> they, rather than try to educate everybody every single time. Yeah. They, they just yeah, they just painted every they just painted yeah, everything. Yeah, pecans, yeah, right. Ashes, just painted everything. <laughs> they got they they actually had a PR guy that would go out with every crew, and he was good and handle yeah. the homeowners because mm-hmm. uh, they knew that you aren't supposed to prune <laughs> uh, oak trees at a certain time, and. Uh, <laughs> They would raise hell, especially those retired military people. Yeah. Well, no, it, oh, it, it, we've it's, never it's, had any experience with retired military. Is that right? <laughs> no, I'm looking at you going, no, we, you and I have never experienced that. But uh, he, he he was a nice guy, too. I forget his name. I do. I know who you're talking I about. I bet he, he was hard. But, uh, who was who was uh, I uh, the guy at the CPS. I, I can't remember. Yeah, my, my friend was uh, James Koenig. So, um, and there were a couple of Koenigs. <laughs> yeah, he was. There, but I don't know if it was James. I would go out after after we we were doing TV out there, and I would go out and put my arm around that guy and say, "You're you're God on earth. How do you put up with this the tree? I mean, he would go to every cutting site." Well, and it was a it didn't take somebody if you were hang, hung around James. It didn't take you long to figure out how tough that issue was and how important. People just got emotional. Oh yeah. And I was involved. Well, Mark was involved in one of the neighborhoods I was there, <laughs> and boy, that it gets to be a social issue, not just a horticultural issue. They, they don't who's. Whose fault was this? Uh, <laughs> for the longest time, the the uh, Hollywood Park residents asked me that. Uh, <laughs> Where did it start? Where did it start? Well, the deer brought it in. No, I know exactly where it started. Uh-oh. But but it was totally innocent. Um, and they, they did not know. And yeah. Well, I, think were, sometimes I think they were kind of new to. Yeah, the area, so. that's that, that's not always a good excuse. Being uh, totally innocent, I mean, uh, uh, or totally ignorant, and uh, yeah, and you got if you have a house, if you have, you know, we're looking at it now with the inoculations, and uh, we looked at Oakville. You just got you got certain responsibilities if you've got property and you've got 
uh, people to take care of. So I always blame Calvin for it when people would ask me. No, no, no. We 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 blame. You know who we blame? Uh-huh. Who who is our uh, who is predecessor? The oh, first Cal- uh, Calvin's uh, predecessor. Uh, no, yeah. Um, my favorite guy that the he, no no not Steve George no <laughs> no the, uh, no, the, no the, the, uh, he wrote the books yeah Greg no I can't remember it's on the tip of my tongue yeah. anyway you, you, both he and you found I think what we we think is the first oak wilt in Bear County hmm. one was off of Fredericksburg and then all, yeah. and the other one was off of Bitters yeah Dr. Dr. Durs Dr. Uh, Robert Durs uh, yeah. found that yeah. now I remember Mark and I were involved in an issue where uh, lightning strike was oh, <laughs> trying yeah. to determine whether it was oak wilt or if yeah. it was lightning the, can, a, can a lightning strike then yeah, lead to oak wilt I never got official national recreation <laughs> recognition for that. Uh, Dave Apple confirmed it and wrote it up and everything. But I'm like, but but I was the first one to find that. Yeah, but you were a youngster. Yeah, I was a youngster. I didn't have anything behind my name. There you go. I didn't even they, uh, hide <laughs> the, uh, uh, the interesting thing about that uh, uh, population uh, of... Uh, Oh, Fredericksburg. And Fredericksburg, yeah. I was, uh, when I did KKYX, we looked out the window directly <laughs> down on that, <laughs> that area. Yeah. It was a trailer park, old yeah. trailer park. Yeah. But the interesting thing about it was it never spread off that block. You, yeah, I was going to say, you know how we took care of that, that Oak Wilt Center? Uh, it was uh, the, all, the, all the land was developed. No. Oh. Every tree was bulldozed. No. Oh. No, that, that 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 solved the problem. Yeah, that would solve it. <laughs> All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven and toll free it's eight six six three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. I did want to mention one thing. What's there that? seems to be a lot of firebush here. Not a what? Apparently, yeah. there's a fire sale on the firebush. Uh, okay, I couldn't resist. I just couldn't resist that, huh? And uh, I just want to promote the concept of. Uh, what's it? Gold Star Esperanza, mm-hmm. Firebush, and Pride of Barbados should be the standard Holy Trinity of, no. of color and shrubs in the yard. Yeah, for San Antonio, and you could throw in a Cenizo in there. What about Theralis and Duranta? And I don't, I don't like yellow. No. <laughs> gold star. Yeah, gold star is kind of yellow, isn't it? Let's <laughs> go. Uh, okay, okay. Let's well, go. maybe if you call it new gold. It new is gold, it. yeah, the new gold is <laughs> Anyway, you know, I, I just drive up and down uh, throughout San Antonio, and I, uh, that combination seems to be extremely beautiful and yeah. beneficial to... Uh, hummingbirds and butterflies. Very, yeah, and it's sustainable. It's yeah. a very, very great basis for uh, sustainable landscapes in the San Antonio area. Okay, okay. So if, instead of Esperanza, we put the Thoralis. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm with you on Esperanza. Just being because right. it, it just recognizes that there's lots of choices. You're not limited, right? Anyway, thanks. thanks Thank for you, man. I just want to tell you that I, I didn't survive. I mean, I Good. did survive. Good deal. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll free, 866-308-8867. 
Should I tell Mark I was praying for him? Sure, if you'd like. That he would go ahead and... No. No. What else you got over there? Okay, then. Okay, we'll see you later. Thanks for coming by. Did you say... Did you see my name in the new newsletter? A celebrity horticulturist? A celebrity horticulturist. I know. That's Are the, you a horticulturist to celebrities, or is your... <laughs> it's, uh, and then Calvin had an article. This is the one I got last week, the September newsletter. And uh, fall migration in south-central Texas of the butterflies, Calvin. And... Uh, so you got a pretty butterfly picture. I bet that, again, you can get this uh, written copy, a uh, printed copy, or you can get it on the Internet. And when you get it on the Internet, <laughs> you get it on the Internet, uh, it's in color. So I bet that monarch butterfly is beautiful in color. What's up? Yeah. No, I think he wants to talk to you, though. Okay, yeah. All right. Well, yes, sir, get a question. I'm not sure any of you that I talked to you about launch. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll free, it's 866-308-8867. And this newsletter also has uh, tips for September. Have you? Uh, I, don't, I don't know if I got them the right. They're supposed from me. Uh, there's unfall vegetable gardening, shade trees and shrubs, and... Pruning roses. And speaking of pruning roses, as I was walking in, I saw uh, so there's some old Belinda's dream out there. Oh, okay, good. But people won't buy them because they're, they're out of and bloom. No, oh, they should. Yeah, they've got the name on them. Yeah. It says oh, okay. Belinda's dream. But uh, they haven't got blooms on them. And as well, we as we well know. Yeah. Modern day shoppers like to have blooms on. Well, it certainly makes them more enthusiastic, too. Yeah. And we found that out with uh, Gold Star Esperanza. People won't buy them without bloom. Uh, fire spike? Huh? I wonder if uh, we'll still have fire spike when they start blooming. Oh, yeah. He said, he said see how long they last. <laughs> yeah, he said yesterday that he He's brought in some more. It'll be an interesting thing, though, just to see, and I, I'm sure I know the answer, which is how many sell when they're just green yeah. as compared to how many sell when they've got some blooms on them. They don't. <laughs> yeah. That's the bottom line. And uh, I always point at... Uh, proud of Barbados when we first yeah. started selling those. Yeah. And they, uh, they were to the right as you walk in the nursery here uh, for the longest time with not a bloom on them. And nobody would buy, nobody bought a one. When they started blooming, everyone bought one. Yeah. No no cart ro- rolled out of here without a fire. Right. And uh, now I guess people can kind of recognize the foliage, but uh, when that thing blooms, nobody can walk by. Uh, Greg Grant was in town this last weekend. He never comes by and visits us anymore. Uh, he's... He's anxious to get back to his house. In fact, <laughs> before he came on Friday, unless it, no, it was Labor Day. 
That was Monday, wasn't it? But anyway, before we drove in on Monday, uh, headed to the Rio Grande Valley, he had to mow his yard, mow his yard and landscape before he hit the road to come oh, over okay. here. <laughs> so, uh, but but anyway, we were talking about that uh, uh, Proud of Barbados. Yeah. And he was the one that really started it, promoting it down here when he was working at, uh, at the Lone Star Nursery. Lone Star Growing Nursery. And uh, he, he would always call me out to... Get it, my gaudy appearance. Uh, oh, we only have about 15 seconds. Okay. But hang on a second. And when he called, uh, when he kept, had shown me Proud of Barbados, yeah. there were three kinds, and I said, that's the one we want. Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 930 AM, The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Our phone number, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, and toll-free, it's 866-308-8867. While we've got a break in the action, uh, I want to remind you that uh, if you uh, need to know more about the nursery, what's on sale, how to register for classes, what events are coming up, you need to go to uh, com. That's com, and you can find out... Uh, all the stuff that's happening at the nursery and uh, what's going on. It's as easy as that. And uh, even uh, make a connection to the nursery because, uh, like, the uh, class is coming up. Hey, Trace, how is David's class looking? Is uh, That's next the week. The last person I put on made it, like, 23 or 24. And your 30 is the? Uh, 30 is where we're trying to cap it, although if somebody doesn't show up, somebody's welcome to take that seat. Okay. But uh, obviously with COVID and all that, we're trying to limit how many people are that close to each other. Okay. So you can still go on com. Nursery SA is, wait, is that right? No, Millburger SA. Nursery at com. Okay. 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. I got some exciting news. What, what, what? For me. Oh, okay. Um, we actually had a guy in diagramming all of our phones. Oh, good. So <laughs> when I asked him, I said, how long? I didn't get a straight answer. That's the only drawback. He said two to three weeks. Oh, wow. Well, still. But again, I have to rip out every every bit of wiring and start all over again. Hmm. So, uh Anyway, that's okay. where we stand. So hopefully we have phones in two to three weeks. That would be great. I'm sure that would be a... We are priority over the rest of the company. Oh, good. So they're going to fix us first, fix them last. Yeah, if you don't know, uh, due to no fault of their own, except a lightning strike, that yeah, I don't think you all can even control that. No, I've, I've tried. Chase has tried, but um, yeah. Oh, and uh, oh, I'll tell you a funny... Uh, but yeah, Millburgers phones have been out, and it's been difficult to get... Uh, Get them fixed it online. So two to three weeks is not bad. That's basically uh, going in October. Yeah, so it'll be all, a little over three months, but that's... Uh, yeah, I know. But 
It's horrible, yeah. but at least there's a bright light. Yeah, that we, we can see that there's a bright light coming down the tunnel or something like yes. that. <laughs> so uh, I was up here setting up today. Uh, Trace will appreciate Jerry Walk. <laughs> a, a man walks up. Obviously, he had listened to the show, and it was beginning to sprinkle outside. Uh, and he goes, you see, it's sprinkling outside, and I saw all the Sinisa blooming on my way here. You're right. You tell those guys oh, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you got some Sinisa blooming here. Uh, it's yes, blooming all do. through San Antonio. Yeah, yeah. And when you get the weather forecast? <laughs> uh, rain, like four days. Yeah, oh, starting no. tomorrow morning. Yeah, I think yeah, tonight is. I think I tonight was twenty percent. Consider four a.m. tomorrow. Oh, okay. Was it four a.m. this morning? Well, that's what I saw this morning. Okay. But weatherman's the only job you can hold be wrong ninety nine percent of the time and still collect a paycheck. Oh, it's thirty percent, twenty percent, then sixty percent tomorrow. Yeah. What? Yeah. So you know what I'm doing, I, won't, right? I won't even give my we're, we're, that. we're already putting the the, the maze up because we got to start at some point or we're, we'll already be behind. So oh, so, uh, so oh, maybe it's not the arrival of the hay. Maybe it's the uh, building well, yeah. of the maze. I'm <laughs> sure it's a little both because it rained like two days after That's we got true. the That's true. Yeah, it did. And I noticed you've got hay for sale you out in the parking lot. We do. Or by the parking lot. We do. Now, between, we're, kind of, we're kind of prisoners, uh, Jerry, between hay for trace and... Uh, <laughs> Uh, say, Texas Sage for milk. There you go. There you go. Dictate, <laughs> dictate what, you when just we're refu- going to get rain. You yeah. just refuse to believe, you know, <laughs> what we can do. Uh, Trace, uh, we're committed to the cause. <laughs> well, we're committed. Mm-hmm. Yes. We'll yes. just <laughs> add to the Or at least should be committed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, one of those. As I was walking in, I noticed the at a, a great abundance a fire, fire bush. We do. A copious amount? Copious amount of fire bush. <laughs> we, we get enough fire bush for every person in San Antonio. Oh, yeah. And they were all blooming. Yes. And, uh, great hummingbird plant. Yeah. Great, and that, great perennial. And for the for the ladies, it's on sale. And uh, he missed the best part, Milton. Well, uh, it's got orange in the foliage and an orange bloom. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> That's what uh, Mark was joking about, that it was a fire... Bush sale. Well, that's why I remind sale. everybody, too, that you don't even have to. You just buy it in full yeah. bloom. You put it right where, uh, on the patio in the full sun. Yeah. It doesn't even have to be in the full sun. <laughs> no. Because well, yeah. cause you're, uh, they're attracted to the blooms, and the blooms are going to be there for the rest of the fall. And then later... You you worry about it, you know. After we get into the winter, you can plant it out in the yard, or you can make it a per, put it in a larger container and make it a permanent addition to your yeah. patio. I don't know if it's uh, root hardy or not, but I, I don't uh, think we'll have. Huh? Mine has been for came back after the hard freeze. Twenty twenty years. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, That's good enough. And it's relatively easy because Millburgers has all the so- the soil you need to, and the containers you yep, need. Lots of pots. To, mm-hmm. If you wanted to make it a permanent showy container, but no. you don't need it to be that way for it to work on the uh, hummingbirds. And I, before I got to mention it, I was going to talk about it being on sale and everything. The, uh, the son of the guy that uh, we found Firebush with. Willie Gentry, the son, came in, and as the first thing he mentioned, he said, "I've Is never that seen so much fire, so many fire boys." Is that Willie? Uh, That's get, Willie's son. Yeah. Well, all I could see is a slip. Uh, yeah, he had a mask. 
But, uh, yeah, I often think of uh, Mr. Gentry when I first saw that plant. And he, he made the statement. He said, I can buy all that anybody can propagate. I can sell that many in Laredo, mm. Texas. And he had another, several nurseries. But uh, I saw him years later after I figured out why they didn't root for him because he was a master propagator and rode for the Express for years. And uh, I couldn't figure out why I could propagate it, leaves and all, and he couldn't. And he was taking the cuttings after they bloomed in the fall, which the plant shuts down yeah. uh, just like all plants do for the fall. And that, he couldn't root them. And we, we've got a paper on plant answers, research paper, that proved that, that that was the problem. But he always said, I'll, I can buy all that you can root. And I said... <laughs> I saw him years later, and I said, "We're rooting them by the thousands," yeah. and that and, pretty well. And so the the ruby throated uh, hummingbirds are here. Yeah, I haven't seen, and I don't. And none of our listeners have reported seeing any rufous hummingbirds either yet. Oh, but which one's they, the they little? Which here. one's the little one? I know they're all. That's little, the rufous. Okay, that's that's <laughs> what I that's what I have fighting. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Have you seen one already this year? Well, the smallest one, yeah, that's what it's fighting oh, okay. around my shrimp plant. Yeah, because they're they're here. they're fascinating because they're the <laughs> toughest. They easy to recognize. They well, don't play well with there, others. There's one tougher than the other. Uh. <laughs> they're and like they're, little dogs who don't understand they're big. They're they're yes. not big dogs. Yes. I, and then we have to remind everybody too that they, these are waves coming through. They may only stay one week or three days, and then another wave will come through. Or you might not see any for a week, and then yeah. all, all three so different kinds will come through. So are you telling me that they're all going to Mexico? They're all going different They're different directions. A lot of them, like the, the Rufus, are going uh, eastward. Uh, quite a bit, and then uh, so, of course the so we have Florida uh, ruby are going westward and southward, and then are yeah. and we're getting uh, the black throated too that are coming mm-hmm. south. So you, you get them need, all strange. They need to watch. I'm just trying to figure where they're going on vacation. So we got what, Florida and Mexico. Is that where they go on vacation? <laughs> they do. They they kind of. They kind of pick and choose. Uh, I mean, uh, always ama- it always uh, amazes me why a, a Rufus is flying around. <laughs> Sometimes at an angle, a northward ang- angle, and then, and then uh, or hangs out here. Yeah. He says, it's, it's, it's warm enough for me here. I've been in the mountains. I'm just staying here. <laughs> I wonder if uh, they're going to have the Hummingbird Fest down in... Uh where is it, Port Arthur? Or? No, um, Gal- Port Arthur. Oh, oh, where are you guys? Rockport. 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 That's right. Is that in the fall when they're leaving or in the spring when they're coming back? In the fall. That's when they had the festival. Um, but then the, the hurricane came, I think, and that messed up the festival. I wonder. I wonder uh, I'm kind of with uh, Trace. I can't remember. I was thinking that it might be in the spring. No. I'll look it up all. Okay. 
I know it's like the same time every year. That's all I know. Yeah, yeah that's for sure. Just but we can't remember so where the church starts the same time every week. So, <laughs> but anyway. and the tavern opens up the same time every day and, and closes. How, how does Google know exactly what we're thinking? <laughs> Hummingbird celebration, the annual event each September held each September. He's right in Rockport oh. and Fulton. Okay, and Fulton. Yeah. Jerry was right. That's uh, what date. What's that? Uh, let's see what the date is and see if they're having. We already season. missed it, or <laughs> so oh, September. It's go- uh, it must be close. The thirty-third Hummerbird Hummerbird celebration is uh, September sixteenth through nineteenth this year. How oh, so? So is that rain coming in going to screw that up? I don't know. <laughs> no, let's see. I, I know they they would put <laughs> the people that they visited uh, their yard. They have put up lots of hummingbird feeders, and I mean, there was hundreds of those things below when they had the last one. Yeah, people would take pictures of them. They get pretty tame and bossy. I see you still got some hummingbird bush for sale. We do, and it's on sale. It is, and it's pretty and it's blooming. Yeah, for those of you who don't know what that is. <laughs> If you ever go to Bass Pro Shop, it's about the only plant that they have planted in their landscape. Yeah, because it's tough as the boot. It is, and uh, <laughs> if they can grow it, you can too. <laughs> yeah, the, the prettiest stand I ever saw was at the entrance to the uh, Botanical Garden in Galveston. And, I mean, that's a long entryway, and they had that thing solid with those, and it was in solid land. I, th- I think I took some pictures of it. I think I was still using a, <laughs> Old not using a digital camera, so I probably don't have access to. It. Well, Sal, we don't talk much much about Salvia gregii. That's a yeah. That's one of those that standard. in the fall is really attractive to the hummingbirds. Too. Mm-hmm. Lots of different colors there, and that that's that's a really good permanent uh, landscape feature. Mm-hmm. So, and, so the fighting I saw this morning was over the Turks cap. Yeah, yeah. you got Turks cap out there. Always, I, I, always, I can't figure out where they're getting, how they're getting the nectar in there. Especially <laughs> there's an opening someplace. It's got to be worth fighting for. So, uh, yeah, they're getting uh, it somehow. They can stick their little beaks down in there. Yes. But uh, a lot of those flowers, uh, fire bushes included, uh, when they bloom are... When they ha- yeah, when they bloom, uh, there's a wasp that comes along. It's called and it rips open the bottom of those blooms or, or bloom buds. A vandal. And and uh, the bees can get into that uh, into that opening. So why, why, is, why does he help the bees? What is he getting out of it? Well, he's getting something too. What, what? I mean, when they rip it open, open it up. Okay. And it's, Paul, it's incidental to the yeah, uh, right. to his uh, <laughs> needs. It was helping the bees, but uh, Paul Cox always wanted me to do a, a store a TV program uh, on raper bees. He just wanted you they to get stung them, twice. The, there. No, they call them raper bees. Oh, and he thought I could do something with that. I don't know. But uh, oh yeah, he could. He could get it, yeah. get in trouble, and get <laughs> yeah. the radios. I, I would like to see an article on wasps, good wasps, because they're all, they're all good. Which, which yeah. wasps do what for you? Yeah, that would be a good article. What is it? Wasps. Why are wasps your friend? Oh yeah. So my wife's out I mean, killing us on this we morning. We used to, <laughs> you know, every Molly's got something on that. Yeah, um, 
Gardenville. Um, Beck? Yeah, Malcolm used to talk quite a bit about the wasps. And then, oh, and then yeah. of course, we'd see the... Don't you have some photos on the plant answers? Yeah, about ready, ripping the... Uh, and then all the all the, the photos with the, the wasps' nests all the way around his... The webworm, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Ma- Malcolm always had a big bunch of them, a nest of them, at his entrance to the to his house. Yeah. And I, the first time I go up there, I'd see, <laughs> damn, <laughs> you know. Well, we, you had to open the screen door, which I thought would make them come after me, but they didn't. Yeah. Hmm. Well, that was Malcolm had talked to him. That was always a uh, was a wasp topic when yeah. we we brought we always brought the new master gardener class to to uh, Gardenville as one of the classes, <laughs> and that was always a shocker to them. All these <laughs> wasps wasp everywhere and Malcolm's but he, he familiarity. <laughs> he was right, and uh, the they they're amazing how they take care of those Kent uh, uh, caterpillars. And to show the influence of Malcolm Beck, uh, Niels Ferry had a write-up on him and uh, about how to get rid of him. And he was talking about how to tear the nest open and with a, a cane and stuff like that. He never mentioned wasps. The webworms? Yeah, webworms. Yeah. He never mentioned wasps. So you know those old tiki torches that you put outside? And mm-hmm. put yeah. That's, that's my answer. <laughs> go, go burn them nests open. Oh, okay. <laughs> I told you about me using that uh, cane and tearing a, putting a rag around the cane. Yeah, that's one one useful thing for bamboo is. Yeah. To, you know, <laughs> and uh, and uh, I didn't realize the cane would burn up that fast. Hmm? So I was holding it up in the tree during the show, and uh, the fire came off the end, Milton, and fell down oh. on me. That makes for good TV. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but that's so much good for... Uh, a little tough on his hair. Yeah, his I hair. used to have yeah. hair before that. Oh. It was terrible. So yeah. somewhere there was a producer, a TV producer, that was caught between, this is great, and, oh my God, what's happening to Jerry? <laughs> Who was it? Michael Jackson had that fire catching it. He yeah. caught on fire. Yeah. But, uh, One of many, I'm like, sure. Like you, huh? <laughs> And you still got uh, Lantana on sale. We do. Number one gallons. Let me see. I was going to see that that firebush is in three gallons, isn't it? It is. Which makes it easy. I don't know. And the hummingbird bush is in five gallons. Number fives. I think it's a three two. For the same price as the firebush. Now the reason <laughs> there's it's in a larger container. It's probably because they stuck multiple uh, cuttings in there. I don't think it's the same size container. It sounds like we had a, a proofreading uh, error. Yeah, well, my yeah, that's right. It doesn't say on the firebush. I think it's a bigger container, too, because I was looking at it to say that uh, people could keep it on their patio for, to attract the hummingbirds with. And there's a lot of good ones out there, a lot of plants out there. So uh, they're ready to go. Still got blue plumbago on sale. It's amazing when that stuff comes in blooming. It just go the carts of it just go out at a time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you remember when y'all were unloading it 
I think this is one of the first ones you discovered. Maybe we don't even have to put it on the ground. <laughs> you had the thing. You left it there with all the blue plumbago before someone walked off, you know, and they were going to put it on the ground. And people were just walking up, taking it off no. there. They couldn't even get to the ground. Porterweed and, mil- and milkweed were two, uh, and misflower or two that are kind of, uh, are plants too that are same, same appeal. So do you still have some of the red yucca? I'm sure I do. They're they're on sale uh, for 1988. Worth 24.99, almost, but not. But uh, that's the uh, that he, he he was going to say almost 25. Now. No, I'm thinking he's looking at an old ad. <laughs> oh, are you? Let me look. And I don't remember yuccas being on there. Yeah, I think last week they were. So maybe yeah, they, I don't think I, I maybe I overlooked it. But anyway, let me see if it's on the uh, and hummingbird bush. Uh, we had some. They are number fives too. They're big, and if they're blooming, which I think they probably are, they are. They uh, they would be good to attract the hummingbirds. Too. Yeah, you may be right. They may not be. Yeah, I don't think they are. Yeah, I don't think the hummingbirds. You you may have a last week's ad. Well, I do. Oh. I tried to go through and cross out the one. Oh, no. There. Blue plumbago, yes. yes. Lantana, yes. yes. Fall vegetables, yes. yes. Petunias, yes. Yes. And Kiowa blackberry. Kiowa blackberry, yes. yes. Um, Has it got thorns on it? Petite tree? knockout roses, <laughs> yes. Firebush, yes. That's sage, silver sage. Snapdragons. Uh, um, not on sale. Not on sale. For sale. Uh, and um, Milberger's Premium Lawn and Garden Fertilizer, nineteen five nine. Yeah. Pretty, pretty sure I took that hibiscus out too. Uh, oh, did you? Okay, maybe so. Sorry. Let's see. But that cow with blackberry, I'm excited about that being, being available. Yep, so I got those. Yeah, so those are the ones that are on sale. In fact, we'll take a break and I'll tell you more about what's on sale in the next commercial. Really? Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight zero. Tropical hibiscus, starting at twenty four ninety nine for sale. For sale, there you go. Yeah, back in a moment on Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on nine thirty a.m. This is the answer. You know, as we were talking about hummingbirds a little while ago, as the migration, whether they're going or coming, you can make sure that uh, you're... Do they not know whether they're coming or coming? They don't. (laughs) Uh, Or you can ask Kyle over there at Wild Birds Unlimited. He can tell you more about them. Uh, And they can help you make sure your yard is hummingbird ready, or maybe it's uh, some of the other fall migratory birds. You can make sure that your yard is hummingbird ready uh, by going over there to Northwest Military and Hebner Road and letting them uh, fix you up with everything that you need. Ask lots of questions. And the coolest thing is, you'll see this if you haven't been there. If you have been there, you've seen it. If you haven't been to Northwest Military and Hebner Road location, uh, you'll see this. And that is that the customers get involved. Everybody feels comfortable. It really is. 
this, this becomes trite because it's said so often, but sometimes it's true. In this case, it is true. It's a big family over there between customers and employees, and so you're just as likely to be helped by a customer as by an employee uh, because they've seen it, they've discussed it with Kyle and stuff. So uh, go on over there and visit with them at Wild Birds Unlimited, Northwest Military and Hebner Road, 210-479-BIRD. That's easy to remember, 210-479-BIRD. All right, 210-308-8867. That's our number, 210-308-8867. What else is going on? You had a, That guy was really getting into you. You talked to him for a good 10, 15 minutes almost about grass. Well, yeah, he was pretty sophisticated about his lawn, but he had, he had uh, almost all of the uh, characteristics and the issues that we've talked about uh, this summer. Um, and, he, you know, he had a sloped lawn, and he had both Bermuda grass and San Augustine grass, and he had uh, had issues in the past uh, from uh, oh, grubs and uh, thrips and their uh, uh, thrips. Uh, our, what are our little be- what are our little beetles on the June bugs? No, no. Well, June bugs too for the grubs. Okay. But, but uh, and then the. And then he had uh, the hot, you know, hot part of the lawn, and less, oh yeah, that's heated. So yeah, he had a, he had a lot of the that that really gets you uh, can get you confused, and you can treat uh, issues that are an issue in one part of the lawn, not in another part of the lawn. No, no. So he, yeah, he, he was pretty well equipped to, mm-hmm. to address all those issues. Mm-hmm. But it just reminded him, as we had this discussion, it reminded him how how complex it can be to have a a lawn, especially when you got more than a couple times, two times of uh, grass yeah. there. This is not the easiest place uh, there is to grow a lawn, and uh, and you have to be kind of flexible. You stretch first, I guess. Hmm? Stretch first? Stretch first. For flexibility? What? I oh, you right. meant something different? <laughs> okay. Ignore him, okay. <laughs> uh, I was looking over the questions in uh, this month's uh, in September's newsletter and I'm pretty sure that Kevin and I didn't write these uh, the answer or the question <laughs> the questions and answers oh, okay. uh, we have a wonderful bed of oxblood lilies cool that are now hidden under our peach trees wow now if they're hidden under the peach trees that guy's not pruning that peach tree properly because hmm. they, they, they do well in the shade, but uh, peach trees usually don't get branches that close to the ground. said, uh, uh, what can we do? You could prune the lower part of your peach trees early so the lily blooms would be visible and some suns would reach them. You may also want to start transplanting oxblood lilies to other locations in the landscape. No. No? No. Okay. They'll bloom under that tree. 
Excellent. In fact, we put them all, uh, that's where originally we were going to use them among, with Asian jasmine, planted among Asian jasmine, the ground cover, which is under trees. So uh, I don't think a peach tree is ever pruned that low to shade out. Well, it won't shade out oxbud lilies. But Except it, if you can't see the oxbud lilies, it's uh, <laughs> kind of hard to. Yeah, and they only bloom for three weeks. Yeah, yeah, it's that long. And then we got one on. I miss my oxblood lilies. <laughs> we got one on lawns. Said, you were right. Plant, that question is, you were right about the brown patches in my lawn. They greened up with all the rain we received. Okay. Then he, whoever wrote this did a little commentary. Said it is not easy growing a lawn in central and south Texas. We have shallow soil that is often compacted and poorly drained, with the result that it has a limited reservoir for growing roots and storing water. Do not celebrate too soon. The lawn can dry out again before cool weather settles in. Mm. In other words, this guy is saying. It's going to happen again because we're in such sorrow. Well, with all the uh, with all the uh, terrible things that we have to grow grass with uh, during the drought, during the severe droughts we had, you know how many lawns we actually lost that didn't come back after the rain started? None. How do you know that? Well, you could look at the the only only lawns that died during that drought was uh, was the uh, ones that uh, houses were for sale and nobody was watering that once a week thing. Actually, there were a number of them that were converted based on the the San Antonio water system. Uh, That's a hummingbird. Yeah. What is that one? <laughs> Okay, if you look to the far right, it's a pretty little one. Yeah, he, far right of your radio, you'll see a hummingbird. <laughs> yeah, he's loving that salvia. He's yeah, he, I see him now. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, uh, I don't see any rufus on him, but uh, I, would, <laughs> I would suspect it's. Maybe little, he's in disguise. Man. Little rufus. Yeah. <laughs> and then another, so, anyway. Another question is should we apply mulch when seeding our wildflowers to conserve water and reduce weeds? Wildflowers are weeds. Yeah, you don't want to reduce. <laughs> well, and the answer is wildflowers perform exactly like weeds. See? You know why they do that? Because they're weeds. There you go. <laughs> it's like I tell people who are are very offended when I tell them the blue bonnet is a statewide weed. Yeah. It's, uh, the mulch is just as likely to prevent germination of the wild, wildflowers as it is the wheat. So uh, we're going to be talking about uh, uh, seeding Crawford lettuce when it gets a little bit cooler. Yeah. The Melburger doesn't have any, but I've got to bring the seed, the last of uh, Jack Hoover seed. 
Did I tell you that Jerry Cooper sent me an email? You did. Please don't tell us again. <laughs> <laughs> she told us once. That's all we but need to know. Calvin enjoyed it so much. Calvin enjoyed I, it so I'm much. I'm not sure that was enjoyment that Calvin yeah. was expressing <laughs> from Jack Hoover's email. Didn't he say, keep on reading? Uh, no. I can't remember. I think I said Russian, Russian Finnish. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but anyway... Uh, we, we'll wait till it cools down. It should be cooling down pretty soon. Hey, what's up? But uh, the uh, uh, wait till the soil temperature cools before we plant it. I was over at uh, the grower, the wholesale grower, the other day, wanting to know if they had spinach mm. transplants. And, and they said... Hell no, we are <laughs> too hot for spinach. So, and they found that out the hard way. They figured they could oh. grow them in those controlled temperature grills. Plumbagos. Uh, blue plumbago. Are they back there? I think so. Is that them right there by the sale sign? Uh, yeah. yeah, you can see a couple blooming right there. Well, I, <laughs> keep talking and I'll... Milton, this is not good for radio. Yes, I know. <laughs> yeah. see, see where that sale sign is right there? Yeah. I think they're right next to it or behind it. Oh. <laughs> Milton, Those don't. aren't blue plumbago? Uh-oh. You sure? <laughs> don't do that again, Milton. I think that's them. Br- bring us up one. <laughs> All right. But anyway... Uh, do you want to go walk with them over there? I don't know. I thought those were blue plumbago. Uh, but I talk about uh, that's, a, that's a September gardening tips, and we mm-hmm. talked about that. Uh, it may still feel like summer, but uh, and it talks about some things that you can plant now. And uh, I mentioned yesterday that uh, the uh, petunias, which they have a, a bunch of petunias. For sale out here at, at I think it's ninety nine cents. Ninety eight cents, I think each. Ninety eight yeah. cents. Yeah, let's see. I'll find out. I'm so used to doing ninety nine. I know, but uh, almost a dollar. Masses of flowers almost completely cover the plant. Blooms for months. Loves our mid mild spring temperatures. Four inch pot regularly a dollar twenty nine now. Ninety on sale for ninety eight cents. Each. Oh, ninety eight. I'm sorry, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, and also it's good. It goes through the winter. That's the key to it. Yeah, it goes through. The In winter. fact, you even said that the advantage of planting it now is that when it when spring hits, it's it'll got be a very well established, which root makes system. it look even better than before. Yeah, same grown. with the Laura bush. Yeah. Okay, good. That's what I'm writing the article about. Oh, the okay. Will oh, okay. Have some Laura bush. Okay. Trace is very. Uh, I'm we're, looking forward to that, too. Uh, I got people that are now, like, like <laughs> calling me, going, where is it? What's Jerry doing? Yeah. Uh, were these seeds that were in your refrigerator? No. Uh, uh, were there any more uh, real Grande Gold seeds in your refrigerator? Oh, yeah. Okay. But, we got, we uh, got to get that guy some seeds. So we, uh, I was, oh, man. I don't hear right, that very often. Milton. Okay. You're the man. All right. They were blue plumbago in case you were taking bets at home. <laughs> but, uh. They, they, uh, we're, th- you know, Trace doesn't like to cut them back, yeah, even though they re- they re- sprout and re-bloom in uh, a week, ten days at the most. 
But uh, he doesn't like to do that. That takes up labor. So, But I think uh, us getting the plants in uh, October, late October, that uh, they'll bloom. And then uh, the first hard, cold, hard freeze we have, the blooms will go away. They won't be there. But uh, <laughs> the, uh, uh, the plants will not freeze. They would have last year. Yeah. This year. Oh, yeah. But, but uh, normally they won't freeze. They, they just, they just, the plant just continuously grows roots. Of I'm looking forward to it. And in the six-packs, too, that's good. Yeah. I know that the, you, you, we did that for you, Milton. So you would have me. to buy six. You have to buy six. All right. We're going to make <laughs> Milton buy six. Uh, speaking of Blue Plumbago, side story. So I was out with the dog this morning. Uh, and the dog was kind of on the porch, and we have the porch surrounded. This was outside in the backyard. The patio is surrounded by uh, blue plumbago that is probably, how do I put, do this for the radio? Three to four three, feet tall? Yeah. Well, no, it's it's yeah, probably, oh, it, actually, yeah, it's probably about three feet tall yeah. and three to four feet across. Yeah. So I'm, I'm taking the ball, thinking the dog, we're fostering a dog. <laughs> and thinking the dog is smart enough to go run to where the sidewalk is and go run in the yard. So I throw the ball. The dog goes bounding over the th- over the three-foot-high blue plumbago and then over the whole three-foot. It's like, oh, my gosh. The dog loved it. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, just to I'm, I'm watching a, a planting. I need to stop and talk to the person because uh, they're doing a good job with their landscape. And they've got their sidewalks and and uh, both in the, their sidewalk up to the house as well as the sidewalk out front lined with blue plumbago. Oh, and uh, he he or she cut it back in the summer. You know they don't let it get real big. They keep it uh, rounded and pruned back. Mm-hmm. And that sucker. Uh, they, they cut it back pretty good, but that thing is solid bloom now. Oh, wow. And it's interesting because he's got some of the lighter blue plumbago, mm. which were for, were sold earlier in the, the well, it's been about 10 years now. Uh, but it's also got the dark blue one. That yeah, we that I like. There. Yeah, it's kind of a purplish blue. And it also has some white ones mixed in there. Ooh, the white plumbago? Yeah. Yeah, we have that. They're just barely, I mean, they not barely a lot go. of them mixed in there. But they sure stand out among that, that blue border. And I've seen them in our neighborhood where I'm guessing this is kind of to what you're saying, is if you don't prune them and you plant them between the sidewalk and the... Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, they'll take over the sidewalk. Right. Yeah, right. there's a little trail now. They have them on both sides. <laughs> but you got to weave through the blue plumbago. To, I bet they're pretty. Which the dog doesn't jump over that. They are pretty. They're very pretty. It's go. a very native landscape. Is blue plumbago native? Uh, no? Okay. I don't know. Oh, sure. It's so much that we consider it. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's kind of... Kind of, it's a, f- a fixture on every Xeriscape landscape we oh, need, yeah. used to have. And it does does well in uh, adverse conditions. Yeah, it bounces back. Yeah. It just... Even it, for you, Mildred? Even for me, because that blue plumbago <laughs> went through the freeze... And was coming back pretty much the next day. <laughs> it seemed that way. Uh, but, yeah, we... That's a, uh, that's a great plan. Yeah. And we've sold 
And so you remember I, I asked Trace one time, I said, have you got any idea how many blue plumbago plants that you sold this year? Because <laughs> uh, every cart that when there and they're in blue most of the time, Every cart that was going out of here had one Sometimes, or several yeah. blue uh, plumbagos on it. And uh, we we thought it was deer-proof there for about 30 minutes. No. Oh. But uh, we took some out to my daughter's house. No, oh, and the deer uh, just went. Deer ate it off the porch. You just, you just picture the meme where yeah, they came up on the, the, the two deer are talking and says, uh, they say that's deer proof, and the other deer is just, hold my beer. <laughs> hold my deer. Okay, 210-308-8867. We are going to take a quick break. Well, we got a second at 210-308-8867. We have more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up from the very active Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery at 1604 and Bull Road. Back after this. On 9.30 a.m. the answer. You know that it would be untrue. You know that I would be a liar. If I was to say to you, yeah. Girl, we couldn't get my tire. Come on, baby, light my fire. Come on, baby, light my fire. Try to set the night on fire. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Again, uh, that website to find out all those beautiful pictures of the decks that Barry Hagendorf has done with Deck and Patio Care is deckandpatiocare.com, deckandpatiocare.com. Uh, you'll see all the stuff he does. I'll ask him about your fence question. Uh, but he does fence treatments. He does deck repair and construction. And when Barry says it really can look new again, he can give you hope because those pictures will give you hope, and then you'll call him. He's been doing this since 1986, and that doesn't seem like it was that long ago, but by golly, it was. Uh, and loves this uh, uh, this this work that he does, uh, and has really really researched it. Uh, I promise you, there is nobody that you'll talk to that knows more about this stuff than Barry Hagendorf of Deck and Patio Care. 210-822-9147. 210-822-9147 or deckandpatiocare.com. That's where you'll see the pictures. Deckandpatiocare.com. All right, 210-308-8867 is our number, 210-308-8867. Very good. Thank you. Thank you for your help. Thank you for the assist. I can remember. Okay, then I'll let you kind of, we'll, we'll pace you. And uh, There you go. How about some of the other, you know, where we're the, the, I'm guessing the big blooming perennial hibiscus out there is the Moy Grande, the pink one? There's one. At least there was when I walked in. Yeah. One more grande plant left. Is Moy Grande pink or red? It's because uh, they have a number of pink ones. I don't know what those are. Yeah. The, the, are those flare? There are not more grande. Oh, okay. But right here. What's your, right here. Oh, is that it? Okay. End of this deal. That was one more grande. Okay. So you better hurry. That's the plant <laughs> yeah. of the moment. Now I don't know if it's still out there now. It's oh, when that's I walked true. In. Okay. Um, they, which, sold, they sold pretty well. Which are the pinks? Do you know? Because there's a lot of pinks, so obviously if you yeah. if you walk that way, those. Uh, I don't know any all the leaves are that the the petals are real tight. Yeah, uh, and I don't think Moy Grande has tight petals. Uh-uh. Does it? No. no, 
They're yeah, all mixed. Well, good, good observation. Uh, well, I, I listen to you, <laughs> um, but uh, they're they're awfully pretty. The, the, and there's some white. The, there's some white ones. Is that the Texas Star? No, the white with I the red. I think sold out of that. No. Oh, maybe I saw it yesterday, but I thought I saw it today. The white with the red center. I don't think so. Okay. But uh, what, what I noticed over there, I think, was a pink uh, flower mm-hmm. where the leaves were um, purple, I guess. Oh, I didn't purple. see that. And that white against that background of leaves, killer. But that's not, that's a, a new hybrid. Uh, that's not, unfortunately, we haven't had. Uh, no. Haven't had the more had well we had more grande but we didn't have a flare uh, flare oh okay my favorite one and flare is red too uh, flare comes in uh, uh, pink oh okay and then Calvin's got a unusual uh, red flare that he <laughs> I guess we I gave it to you and. Uh, Either you or uh, we originally have uh, or Dorothy. I can't remember who. Yeah, could have. well, I don't know if she ever had any of the flares. But uh, how's she doing? Okay, seems to be. Okay, <laughs> seems to be her son. I know her son son-in-law's out there quite often doing the, her weeding and oh, gardening man. for her. That's a shame. Oh no, she seems to enjoy bossing around. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, she's she's going bossing everybody around. Yeah, I mean, they, they including, got a very, very nice including Calvin and I. Oh, yeah. man, really? <laughs> very nice garden they do. Uh, Is she the one that has all the um, angel uh, trumpets? Yeah, the angel trumpet? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, and plus, uh, what else does she have, Jerry? Iris? She got Iris? Yeah, she had Iris. And, uh, Speaking and, of Iris. And, and hibiscus. It is time to dig and divide bearded our Iris. Space the plants 15 to 18 inches apart. If you have rhizomes left over, give them to friends or discard them. Don't overcrowd them. Rhizomes must be shallow and barely beneath the soil surface. So, uh, like I've said before, uh, Tennessee, I, I don't know if that's a state flower or not, virus. But uh, Tennessee's planting them like wildflowers along the along the interstate uh, roadways, and uh, the reason they can do that with bearded iris, all they have to do is put them in a put them in a, um, a distributor, some type of machine to distribute them, and they just plant them out mechanically, hmm. and they just throw them on top of the ground, they, basically. Is there a, a variation in what they put out there? Or are they cemetery iris? Yeah, I think so. Huh. They're not all white, of course. Uh-huh. But uh, <laughs> the first time I saw that, that's interesting, how, how they could plant those out there. That I guess that goes back to don't plant them too deep. <laughs> And maybe not don't overcrowd them either. Well, I know you can kind of pile them up, you know, when you're thinning them out, you pile them up in a corner someplace. <laughs> and if you don't get to them, they'll... <laughs> they'll take off. They'll, they'll root right there. <laughs> Shasta daisies, coneflowers, St. Joseph's lilies, violets, daylilies, 
and other spring perennials can also be divided this month. So if you're a daylily grower, all you got to do is, and and you've got a, a well-established plant, and uh, all you got to do is pop those plants out and, and divide them into separate plants. Well, and it's pretty important to do that, like Shasta Daisy. Yeah. A lot of a lot of perennials uh, don't survive for very long if you don't yeah, separate them. And Shasta daisies may be one of them. Yeah. We haven't had a lot of good luck growing Shastas down here. They seem to, I don't know, rot in the fall or something, but they're short-lived. And I don't think they're the easiest thing to grow for the nurseries either. Nurseries. There's blue bonnets and other spring wildflowers. Plant them in, suit, in suitable sunny locations. Buy acid-scarified bluebonnet seeds for the most uniform germination. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure wild seed farms uh, acid-scarifies all their seeds. After me fussing at them for about uh, five or ten years, uh, <laughs> you know how people are slow to adapt practices. So when uh, we came up with the acid scarification to make them germinate better, uh, John Thomas had tried it and uh, and and took took uh, enjoyment mm-hmm. in fussing at me because it didn't work. Said it didn't work and the seed rotted. Said, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> and so come to find out they were only scarifying for, for 15 minutes, which is not enough to do any good. And then <laughs> and then they would, uh, uh, well, they, they wouldn't leave them in the acid for uh, long enough. And then uh, I guess, I don't know how they, why they were rotting them, but uh, what, what broke his, broke down his uh, resistance was I had sent him some seed of the colors that I had acid scarified mm-hmm. correctly. And so he was going to show me that that didn't do any good. And uh, <laughs> he planted some of his non-scarified seed next to the ones I sent up there. And mine were up and blooming before his ever germinated. Wow. So it makes a significant difference. And apparently he changed his practices. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and uh, But he always wants to go back to 15 minutes. I used to have to talk to him. I said, if you don't do it 45 minutes or more, up to two hours, you're not doing any good. Hmm. That's a big difference. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> do not plant wi- the wildflowers where they will compete with the turf unless it's Bermuda grass. Bermuda grass only grows well in the sun. So that means that you've got a perfect place oh, for the for wildflowers. And the Bermuda grass goes dormant. It's one of the first grasses to go dormant, which makes it ideal for planting planting. Uh, on 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 blue uh, wildflowers. So anyway, um, see what was I going to say a while ago? But uh, we 
I was looking. So we got about a minute and a half. Yes, sir. What were you looking at? Uh, don't talk there because we can't hear you. I was looking to see if we had any moms left. I know we had, uh, well, last week. Yeah, we saw, we I think even to. yesterday we saw some people with the moms, right? Yeah. Um, but I get more, more mom, moms will start becoming yeah. available. And you can get some for your mama. Your mama? Mama. Uh, Mom's for mama. <laughs> But anyway, and, and we got a few, we've got a few. Uh, they're old fashioned and like those uh, old rockets. They're large and uh, just a little different look in the in the landscape. And there are some here at Milbergers. I went ahead and got some yesterday, and I'm going to plant them out. Uh, and then we'll probably we'll be getting a lot, a lot more of uh, the var- variations. Uh, uh, over the next few weeks of uh, snapdragons, and we haven't got any stocks yet, but uh, yeah. soon. The sex, the snapdragons aren't fragrant. The stocks are. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, okay. that's right. And we got some dianthus over out there. Oh wow! Yeah, is that right off front, right yeah. in front of us? Okay. Yeah, um, yeah that's a that's a tough plant. I wonder yeah, if my it, real it, tall. It needs to be cut back. My real tall dianthus came back short. Did it? Did it really? Yeah, it was weird. How did it look with the foliage in it? It looked look good. But uh, and it, will, it won't come back this year, will it? Well, I, 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 well, I would guess it would. Oh, okay. Cool. The foliage is there. All right, we're going to say goodbye for today. Thanks to Alan for doing a great job. Thanks to you for listening. I'm Milton Glick. We'll see you next week. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.